Yo, 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 what's up? It's your boy, Big Sean, and I'm here with my brother and my co-host today, Fighter Kill. What's going on? How you guys doing out there? Yeah, thank you for that long pause. But anyways, thank you for tuning in to Flight <laughs> 86400. We're here today to break down the NFL games of the week, break down some uh, NBA free agency, then go and break on them fights that happened just yesterday. Yesterday, excuse me. <laughs> and uh, yeah, man, it's going to be a good one for you guys, man. We just hope you guys enjoy the content. Keep rocking with us. It's our first episode. And so let's jump right into this thing right here, man. Yo, bro, this game with the Chiefs and the Buccaneers that just kicked off, bro, was a crazy one. I'm going to have to tell you, though, right now, like, I felt some type of way about Tyreek Hill. Like, bro. That boy was going off, boy. Bro, listen to me, bro. Speed kills. Speed kills. The, the, the boy had like 200 like 200 <laughs> receiving yards in like the first quarter or two bro like it was crazy but hey, I, he was going off and then the cornerback 24 my man tried to get mad at him and try to start chirping Tyree Hill was like look what I'm doing to you he was like come on young man bro he come was on. cooking him bro <laughs> he was cooking him it was crazy but the crazy yeah, thing is crazy. though the second half I mean the numbers I think he finished with what over 260 some yards so that means the second half they they did you know what i mean they did tighten up on the defensive side of things and oh, no, i don't think they tightened up they just played off they played off they played a lot of off because like they was playing like 10 yards well they was playing but way let's, off coverage. okay the way was in that man. okay the way that was, i see it is uh he did you did you did you see that he went over to the sideline with the phone and was like help us on the way or whatever yeah yeah so that that lets me know tampa bay you know what i'm saying they were like all right we ain't gonna we ain't gonna let no more of this happen so we're gonna throw a safety over top of this so just in case yeah. you know what I'm, yeah so that's what i'm saying they tightened up a little bit they adjusted you know what i'm saying as the game went on in the second half yeah i, I like that i like that they threw a safety over top they always had the devil down there but then they start going short as the game for the second half progressed. They start going short with him. That was that was a good move because he was still getting being able to affect the move the chain. So yeah, that was a good move. By the way. I like I like the way Andy Reid did his office tonight. For sure, for sure. They took away they took away a big weapon and he was like, okay, we still got other weapons. We're gonna throw a little bit of Le'Veon Bell, a little bit of Dargoin, Travis Kelsey. Well, a lot of Travis Kelsey and especially with the chains. And then they even threw Sammy Watkins in there a little bit. I had like that. I, I'm, uh, let me just put my two cents on this, bro. Le'Veon Bell, bro, like, I, uh, that's a tough one. I really don't think bro is that no more. Like, it's crazy. Like, ever since he left Pittsburgh, you know what I'm saying? He hasn't been the same. Yeah, he went to the Jets. People like to complain, oh, you know what I'm saying? He wasn't used right or whatever. All right, bet he go to the Chiefs, you know what I'm saying? The Chiefs don't need him, but if they feed it to him, he's gonna eat. Man, this dude went over. I, I don't see it. I really don't see it. Le'Veon Bell I to really, me is I, is not it no more. I'm I'm the I'm in the field of I'm a Le'Veon Bell fan of that system that the Jets was running was not it. Cause you can look at the running backs of the Jets right now. I don't think none of the boys went over hundred yards or had hundred yards for scrimmage yet. <laughs> and he left. So, so what's his excuse in Kansas think... City? What's his excuse in Kansas City? Oh, he the he the second guy. He's not the first guy. Okay, but I'm you saying he's the first guy getting up. Oh yeah, yeah. But all right, for instance, look at the Ravens. Look how we rock. You can have one or two, three different guys okay. come in the game and get off. You know what I'm saying? Le'Veon, he gets his opportunity. Y'all constantly, y'all constantly switching. Le'Veon Bell's coming there on like third down, the second down, like after the long, like the dude was toting the first guy. Forgive me for not knowing his name, number 32, but as he be toting Le'Veon to come in, he'll probably get like four or five yards, move the chains a little bit, you know? he That's what type of guy he is. He's not expected to do a lot in the offense. I mean, they like, we got the weapons. 
we just need you when somebody tired come in you still can be explosive you know you still can get a ring or something over here. yeah he, he can get a ring he's he, he definitely gonna he can possibly get a ring this year because i mean the, yeah the, that's what yeah the team look like they're gonna be back in the super bowl to be honest with you but oh man he, he just alone for the ride bro them boys just put him on the bus get him a little special seat and my man <laughs> just ride my man just riding his way to the chip probably man because like but how you feel how you feel about my guy brady though you know what later on in that game you know what i mean Mike Evans and Brady start looking good. Start looking good. Get there. Start looking good. But my thing is, it's like I'm saying this is why I don't like. This is why I said Brady may be a little, little overhyped. Not, I'm not trying to down that man. I'm a Patriots fan. I love Tom Brady for a number of years until he left. But like when Jameis Winston was there, two receivers was eating constantly, and OJ Howard was eating. All like everybody was eating on that offense. Sure. But now with Brady, it's only one guy eating. You may occasionally get a Gronk. You may occasionally get uh Chris Godwin good with Gronk was like, eating tonight though, bro. Yeah, he was eating tonight. That's that's lately. Gronk lately started coming on. Like within the last three games, he lately started coming on. But all before, like that dude was a no show. He was going games without like playing a full game without getting no catches. Mm, yeah. Oh, one catch! Like that's crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. For, to be Gronk, no, that Gronk. was his top target for a number of years. For sure, in New England, yeah, definitely. And, and, and bro would make like the clutches catches, and you'd be like, "How does nigga even catch the ball? How to get? How does nigga get open, bro?" Like, just, trust me, it's crazy. Was, trust me, I was I was loving all that Brady and Gronk stuff when they was in New England, but now I'm like, I want to see him fail a little bit, not to be a hater. Oh, that sounds just like a hater, bro. <laughs> just, just to be, I'm just a little salty, man, because Gronk come back when Brady come back, like, yeah, that's another ton, but yeah, I'm, I'm a little salty about that, but the picks today, man, who, how are your picks looking, man? Uh, my picks was horrible, man. My picks was horrible today. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I was looking back at it later, and I was like, Man, I picked that team to win. They lost this team. But what surprised me the most today was definitely the Falcons and the Raiders, man. Because, like, the, the freaking Falcons, them boys put up about 43 points, bro, on, on the Raiders. I got I got that one wrong, too. I got that one wrong, Yeah, too. I was definitely was, going with the Raiders, That bro. was my most surprised pick. Yeah, I was definitely going with the Raiders. Cause you, you know how Atlanta is, bro. Them boys, like, it's, it's crazy thing about Atlanta, bro, is they got the weapons. And you think they got a franchise quarterback in Matt Ryan, but yeah, Matt Ryan put up numbers and stuff. It's just the offense can't click to the point where they pull it off in the end. Them boys always fail in the end. You know what I'm saying? So I thought them boys definitely gonna lose the way the Raiders been playing lately. But I mean, I was wrong. That was a big bet for me. I didn't. Oh, also, how about that boy Derrick Henry though, bro? 178 yards on the ground for three touchdowns. And listen to my notes. And my notes for that game. I said King Henry is running wild. He's throwing the rock. I knew I knew that game he was gonna run wild. Coach did not have a good run defense at all. Shout out to Darius Lynn from South Carolina. Shout out to Lennon, baby. But other than that, like, like that man, they their run defense is abysmal, bro. Like they their their run defense is non existent, bro. Not it's crazy. They was like the no tackle defense. <laughs> I was like, I was like, dang, that's crazy. NFL defense. Yeah, that's so crazy. Cool, that's man. definitely crazy. But yo, what I hate to see right now, bro, in my opinion, I see certain teams who I feel like they they flukes. Like their record says something, but they 
the team when I look at them says something different. And two teams that that stand out to me is one is the Titans and the other is the Browns. Like Baker Mayfield had a pretty decent oh. game today. I'm not gonna lie, he did. But the previous games, bro, Baker Mayfield has not looked good, bro. And that run game is what's kept them where they're at right now. Same with the Dan Gons yes. Titans, bro. Like, I don't want to see them. Pe- I don't like. I don't want to see teams win with a quarterback who just kind of backing off the run game. I hate, <laughs> bro. I hate it, bro. Well, I love Ryan Tannehill ever since he was at the Dolphins. I think Ryan Tannehill is a great quarterback. Mm-hmm. Ryan, Ryan Tannehill is a great starting quarterback in the NFL. You know what? I'll give you good. I can't give you great. I, I just can't give you great. Because most of his success yeah, comes I'm, off you're of right, you're right, you're right. that. You're right. He's a good quarterback. But I'm saying he can take your, he can take a team to the playoffs. With that running game that he has with Derrick Henry, yes. But without that running game, Derrick Henry, not, he's not like, going to be able to do with it. With the dog, bro, this is what I'm saying. I played him. I've seen Ryan Tannehill for a number of weeks being a Patriots fan. That man is a he's a good quarterback. Like he's a good he can do it. He can make the reads and he can do what you expect a good starting quarterback to do. He can win a game. Yeah, true, you. true. And he can also lose a game. He's not gonna go out and lose a game with a dumb play. He's not that type of quarterback. Like he's a real good, suitable, stationary quarterback that make the reliable play. Like as you can see now, that's why he got that big contract in Tennessee. They they can rely on him not to make the stupid yeah, play. Exactly. You got to weigh your options on that one a little bit. I see it totally different. The only reason why I see it totally different than you, because Tannehill in Miami, yeah, he didn't have a, a run game, so a lot of the a lot of the success that he did have was based off of just him alone and his talent. But they never really won anything. They in, in Miami, he didn't win anything. He didn't win playoff games. He didn't win. You know what I'm saying? He didn't do anything to to uh, make me believe that he is. You know qualify for the praise that you give on him and then now he goes to the titans and he got derrick henry back there and a lot of his success is coming off play action you know people trying to stop derrick henry like crazy and it's like oh he handing the ball off linebacker step up oh nope throw it over the head AJ, you know aj brown that's a good ski- that's a good scheme it is, it is. Yeah. i'm not yeah, i'm not arguing scheme. the scheme i'm arguing <laughs> the fact that you, you're giving him all this praise saying he can do this and he can do that but when he was in miami he, he didn't win anything you know what i'm saying he didn't do the things that you're saying you know what i'm saying right who did he have? Like, who did Ooh, man stop have? that. He had Jarvis Landry. Devontae Parker. Ooh, he had Jarvis Landry, man. I, like, he... And, and, he, and they went off. Like, Jarvis Landry has his best years. Yeah, but like, well, what did they win, off. though? What did they win? Did they even... Did they make it to the playoffs with him at all? I, I can't no. even... Listen, listen, listen. How could they when they was in the... When Buffalo Bills was getting... What? Like, when? When? Adrian. Bro, the Buffalo Bills the last couple years had the best defense in the AFC... FCE's. Okay, check about? it out. When Ryan Tannehill was on the Miami Miami Dolphins, the Bills was definitely not the same Bills that they were from last year to this year. And the team you're talking about, their defense, their defense was top notch. Even though their defense, but was they top wasn't notch. winning they anything. But they wasn't winning. The, the Bills wasn't winning. Okay, look, there was a tough they, team. If, Let's talk about tough teams. Tough teams. So, they, they were. A tough so you mean? Team. So you mean to tell me, Miami? They never got blown. Okay. 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 The Bills. Okay. The Bills was not winning <laughs> anything though. They could be tough all they want, but they were losing. Remember, the Bills was a really sorry team. You, okay. you know what I'm saying? They was a sorry team for a long time. Yeah, the, the Bills Tough or no yeah. tough, they were still losing. So you mean to tell me Miami lose to them boys or couldn't make it past that saying, oh, they was a tough team. Nah, them niggas were still losing. They weren't putting on no dubs. 
Now, last year, this year, you know what I'm saying? Maybe the year before that when it was kind of like on the rise. Yeah, they started putting up, you know what I'm saying, wins and getting wins together once Josh Allen got there. But before that, bro, they can be a tough team all they want. They were still taking L's every Sunday. Like, you know what I'm saying? It was crazy. Browns too. The it Browns too. But yeah, but on him, I got a lot on Baker Mayfield. But back on the Bills and back on Tannehill. Tannehill was a good quarterback. Like I said, he wouldn't lose you a game. He just didn't have a lot of He wouldn't win you a game either. Very much. <laughs> it's the facts, bro. It's the facts. It's not like it's not, it's not like the man was going to the playoffs and, and losing though, or winning. He was he wasn't even making it there. So I mean, it is. Hey, look, that man was sustainable last year, and he looked good last year. He showed people what he can do last year with a good team around him. You got to show what he can do. So there you go. Ah, that's that's you know what? He's a he did have a good team around him last year. He has a decent like team this. around him this year. Like uh, this. With this team that he has, he if Derrick Henry is not getting off in that game in the fourth quarter, I don't care what quarter it is, they, they're losing. They're losing. Because that's how it's been usually with the fourth quarter. That's, been, bro, like, that's how it's been in Miami, too. He has not <laughs> winning Miami. You can't say that's just like how it's been. It's been that way since he was in Miami, too. I mean, he, when has he ever been in the playoffs, made it to the playoffs, where he, went, like, he just like was able to control the game. He he never was in that predicament ever. Not have never. So you trying to say he's so you trying to say he's not even the game manager you? Because I think he's way better than the game manager. I, I think he's right at a game manager. To to me to me he reminds me of a to me he reminds me of a he, he fits in the category of a, a Jared Goff. When you say when you say game manager, I think about Trent Different. That's the only thing I think about a game manager. But you know what? That's what I think about. And he's not a Trent He's a Trent Different bro. bro listen. Oh my Dilford was, was part of that 2000 Raven team when them boys had Jamal Lewis and them boys were running over everybody, you know what I'm saying? And the defense was just but allowing Trent Dilford didn't 14 less 10 points Trent a game. Trent Dilford is Cam Newton this year, bro. <laughs> Trent Newton is Trent, <laughs> Trent Dilford is Cam Newton this yeah, year, bro. Like he throwing 12 passes. Right. How, how you how you feel how you like feel that, about them Patriots, man? How you what, what, what you thinking about this right now? Like you a Patriots fan? What you think about the Patriots right now? Feel. Just got the dub today against the Cards. So that was a big win. That was a big win. A lot of a lot of people couldn't stop Kyler Murray, but we came out and stopped them today. I know I know their defense was going to be tough just because they got a lot of playmakers on that defense. Uh, they got I, a lot B- of Buda Baker. Buda Baker. Bula Baker is a transcendent <laughs> guy, bro. He be playing in the box. He be playing in the box. He be playing deep ones, like bro. Yeah, he's, he's man, definitely that, bro. He's that. He's a he's an elite safety. Him and him and Simmons, Isaiah Simmons. Yeah, back yeah, there, yeah. Deep, that's tough. That's a that's a that's a that's a tandem. Yo, so that's what? a tandem, bro. And then both of them can move to linebacker if they need For to real. play in the box. Like, yeah. That's Did a, you watch that's the game at all? That's a duo, back there. With. The cars and pass now nah, we don't get that. We don't get okay. that. Okay, I didn't get a chance to catch that game either. But what I did catch was that D Hop had uh, five receptions Luke. for 55 yards. That's you know what I'm saying. I feel like that's really good to be able to you know what I'm saying D Hop to 55 yards only five receptions. I'm about to say. I'm about to say. I was about to say. I thought you was about to get a D Hop a double. Now I'm saying no. He got. He got locked. Ooh, wait, 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 wait. Was. What, Gilly did what, his thing. Was it Gilly Gilmore the whole, the whole time and man to man, or did he have safety help? You know what I'm saying? Like that's why I actually did you watch the game because you know what I'm saying 
Bill Belichick, you know what I'm saying? They, he takes away the number one no, threat. And if that has to be, hey, Gilmore, you and somebody else, y'all go ahead and take out him, then we handle the rest type time. Then that's why I was asking the question. It's most most of the time it's Gilmore by himself, safety help somewhere okay. else. <laughs> With McCoy, McCoy back there trying to be a friend. Okay, I'm gonna have to double I'm gonna have to double back down on that and check that back out to you, let you know. Hey, check it out. I'm pretty I'm pretty sure he was manned up by him one on one all game. Like he followed that man. That's what and D Hop already spoke on that one on Sunday Sunday night when he was watching the games. After his big catch, he was like, We got them next week. I know I'm be love matched up with oh, yeah, for sure. all games. Like he knew he knew what the matchup was gonna be. <laughs> I mean he matched up be. with him in college, Clemson, South yeah. Carolina. There we go right there. Yeah, and that the crazy thing about it, D Hop said he knew he was gonna be great in the NFL because his first game as a freshman. He went off on Gilly. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, Dang. That's a confidence booster right there. <laughs> he got a rival with this man all the way hey, hey. <laughs> Speaking of that rivalry, man, you're a Clemson guy. I'm a, I'm a uh, Gamecocks guy. Jumping into that college, man. I'm an Ohio. I'm okay, Ohio you know what? State I forgot. Guy. You are Ohio State. You know what? So why do we have that argument about Clemson and South Carolina when you're not even a Clemson fan? I know Clemson is way better than South Carolina and always been. What? Are you crazy? Now, see, you sound just like a hater, bro. I knew something was like no. I knew something was in my spirit, no. bro. I'm like, yo, he always been Clemson over South Carolina. Remember when we remember back in the days when we got the Chucks? When we got the Chucks, yo, and the Carolina. I, you know what? I forgot. You, you, man. Look, you jumped from one team to the next team. I ain't know if you was Ohio State or Clemson. Oh no, no, no. Well, I didn't have money to go on the line and buy New Ohio State gear. I could afford Clemson gear that was here. So, yeah, that's what I did. But other than that, like, no, I'm Ohio State, bro. I've been Ohio State since... Yeah, you... Yeah, you, you What's that, that, That's Smith. Yeah. I, I remember that. I, I do remember that. One reason I was thinking you was Clemson because you always went against South Carolina because... But just a hater, bro. Since Marshawn left... Since Marshawn left... left <laughs> I hated South Carolina. And... That's facts. I just wasn't yeah. a fan of South Carolina. When G- Davion Clowney was there, all the guys, Gilmore and all the guys. Yeah, the yeah, team ain't looking, the team ain't definitely looking definitely too looking good pretty. right now. But I tell you what, Carolina our colors, our down colors down. is legit. That, that. You know what I mean? That maroon, that black and that white, that's a legit now. South Carolina colors are, are straight, but I just can't, I can't rep a team that has a cop <laughs> nose. <laughs> and game got hey, you gotta, rep, gotta rep for the home team. Yeah, I can't, man. I can't, I can't, the I can't team, the eight four three man. You know what I'm saying? So, yo, LSU last year, right? Well, we ain't, why, why, why we in this college football? Ooh, LSU last year was undefeated all the way to the chip and won the chip. Bro. This year, right here, was three and four. Right. Why? Why you think? What you think the biggest? What you think the biggest doggone problem is? Because I have a I have a whole list of things to talk about. My, my issue with the whole thing, what I think it is, I, like, I'm not even gonna go with the opt out players. I'm gonna go with the the fact the fact That's that what I'm gonna wait. they only That's have what I'm five gonna returning players from the starting twenty two guys. I mean, come that on. Too. So that too. You mean to tell me you only got five guys who was a part of that team last year, like that was on the field? You know what I'm saying? Putting in work. Everybody else was on the bench, so. You know what I'm saying? Now they on the field. They scrubs. They for real. They scrubs. It, bro, I don't think they three scrubs. and four, bro. They scrubs. About LSU though. Think about LSU. Every time LSU struggled, what was their biggest problem? They had the run game. They just never had a good quarterback. 
they just had Burrow, and then after Burrow left, now they got like, I ain't gonna lie, they they were speaking very highly of their quarterback now, pretty much. But now, like you looked at the game the other day from that man, <laughs> it was like, come on, man, come on, bro, how you gonna talk? How you talking big on the quarterback that's pretty much not giving you anything? You not it's, it's, not, it's not looking anything. good. I mean. Bro, TJ Finley is like they were saying that man's the next. They was like he's the next yeah. big thing, and you look at the game he just had and no touchdowns. Uh, <laughs> getting critical out here. Come bro. on. So they just had their star wide receiver. Uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, Jameer no, Chase. Not Jameer Chase. Definitely out there. That's before the season, and, and, and rightfully so because bro is projected to be a number one. You know what I'm saying? Number one, excuse me, first round draft pick. And most of the, <laughs> think about it though, most of the guys that opt out are projected to be like round one yep. to three guys. So why why would they risk it when they know they're automatically going to get drafted? If they're projected rounds Well, one they three, just had their wide receiver, uh, like that's Marshall. He just opt out like after this last game, bro. Like, <laughs> like he's like, bro, I'm not playing the rest of the season, bro. Like, I'm opting hey, out. Like, I need you. Like, cause I know you're you're a continuing athlete. Was you? You know what? I feel now that you asked me that question, cause I didn't look at it that way. I feel some type of way about it. To be honest with you, I ain't gonna hold you. And let me tell you why. Because he chose to play. He chose to to be with the team and fight with the team. And then when things ain't going right, he like, you know I'm, what? I'm, I'm out. You can't do that, bro. Say once again, he's a star wide receiver, right? So that means that man most likely can get to the NFL. You can get him right. Right? Why risk getting out there playing with this team knowing you got to make a lot of plays? You could easily get injured because you're easily going to be the top target guy. Why keep playing to risk an injury and mess up your career? We could just be like, yo, I'm catching the season in. I can come back next year when everybody know everybody's going to be here. We're going to be back strong. Like, we can get it done. Not this year. Nah. We might as well just pack it in. Because we expect it to, to act a certain way, which. You know what I'm saying? That that's one of the reasons why I love and Deion Sanders made with going to Jackson State, a historical black college. Yeah, yeah. That's so big, bro. And the yeah. fact that his son, yeah, his son. And then his son, big, bro. His that's, son that's, going that's, that's blessings, bro. Like, <laughs> all right, bro. Uh like I'm not gonna say, oh, I'm ex- I'm expecting his son to be like dominating in these things because just because you one big name going to a, a certain situation don't mean you can make that much of a difference. Football is a team sport, so. Ready. Once again, that they got a lot of political stuff going on at LSU, and they got a lot of other things going on at LSU. They're like, the coach already like riding with something that we don't believe in. One of the players got into a scuffle, scuffle with cops, and they were like, even like grip on the side with watch everything and players like come on coach you got side with the player here like one of your minority players like saying a cop roughed me up if I didn't have a LSU jersey on I wasn't verified as LSU, LSU athlete like something bad true, happened true. and like the whole locker room was like come on man. yeah some of them some on? of them uh coaches and you know what I'm saying the political things behind that is a little suspect you know what I'm saying they they put they put us uh, uh, minorities in a situation where they just want to see us form and, you know what I'm saying, give them what they're looking for. And then hoping more more players see that and say, you know what, let's, let's just join them over here. Let's go let's go change the culture and do this and do that. Um, hopefully Deion 
bring that uh, that celebrity status of his over there, you know what I'm saying, prime time, and, and get some more guys over that way. And, you know, we see that going on in basketball right now with... Uh, yeah, I'm about to say, yeah, speaking know, of that. Speak, speaking of that, man, uh, that, boy, that boy Maker, man, he was... Uh, <laughs> Before he went out with the groin injury, man, uh, what was you what was you uh, what was you thinking of his two uh, games that he played? At? His brother, Shades the Bone Maker. Shades oh, the Bone Maker. I ain't gonna lie. When, when I think when, when anybody think about Bone Maker right now, they think about running <laughs> on that man. No, so, about six feet rush, ducking seven foot Bone Maker. Oh, man. That's what I think about. Like, bro, that man is stats from the game. Since you want to talk about it. <laughs> he I he had me so hot when I when I was like checking out the game on this man. 11, 11 points. Eleven points played twenty-eight minutes. Eleven points, eight rebounds, one block, five. That's not good. That's not good. Not good at all. He was shooting a decent clip though. He was shooting five for ten. I mean, I guess, but still, like you have five turnovers. That means you're doing stuff you're not. Yes, yeah, see, oh man, he's a center, right? You got people nowadays. Yeah, I mean, the game is definitely in trending this, in a different direction. But he's he's playing more like a guard, like you I'm said, saying, yeah. more like a power guard. You know what I'm saying? Like he, uh, I, I don't know. His game, his game is not a big man's game, in my opinion. His game is a guard's game. Him and brothers were considered, considered demigods, so they were like. They can do everything. They can pass. They can dribble. They can shoot the three. They're they're just a transcendent player. They any team that gives them, they'll be lucky because they have a transcendent player. But at the same time, yeah, they're demigods no, no. that don't have the full package. But but I, I would say this right here though: <laughs> if he use his like God given like physical abilities to just ability. dominate the game, yeah. like, the dude's like. I got, Seven foot. Let's just say seven foot. I, I believe he's like six, eleven, seven foot somewhere in that category. Yeah, he said, "Bro, he was." Hey man, right. uh, and, and that Belmont, and that yeah, in that Belmont game, guard. he was out rebound by a guard, a junior, uh, Grayson, Grayson, who was six two, bro, six two. Thirteen rebounds. Dude, six two. Like, all right, I will say this. Sometimes the bounce of the ball. But then again, I'm, I'm gonna give him. I'm gonna say I'm gonna give him swag. Cause you never know what the coach might have. They might have to run the out, like the center being out, like a five out type of deal. So they might have like an empty set inside and have him playing like ran the point. You never know what they probably got going on over there. That's why. That's why I'm gonna get coach's system. I might give him slack. Might give him slack. But at the same time, at the same time, like if the coach giving you the keys to the car, and you see, got the I was back. giving him the benefit of doubt too. I spoke on this on my podcast. Uh, this is it was his first game, you know what I'm saying? The game that we're talking about right now, that Belmont game where they lost uh 75-98. It was his first game in in the collegiate level, but the the competition is not too much different. Competition <laughs> is not what you want to play. Not not to say like nobody came from a D two or even a D three. You got Damian yeah. Litter, you got CJ McCollum, you got guys that came from those levels to be a star in the NBA. But it's only one guy. Like either way, he should be dominating a five star, bro. Over those guys, you still the first five. over those other guys. The 1970 merger, I believe it is, if I got the year correct. Um, to ever, uh, you know, attend a, a historical black college, you know what I'm saying? And uh, 
he got another guy who was in the top 100. I believe his name was uh, last name Powell. Uh, I'll uh, forget his first name, but he attended North Carolina, uh, North Carolina A and T, which yeah. And I'm like, all right. So look, this year right here was been a, it's been a little a little like different than usual. We got guys like Deion Sanders over at Jackson uh, State now. You got uh, his son going over where he is. Uh, you got, you know, Maker. He's attending uh, Howard. Uh, Howard. You got that. Then you got North Carolina a- A&T. And you have Sequoia Almond, you know, uh, from the female side of things, uh, college basketball. She uh, attended Jackson State. She went to Jackson State. She was ranked number 70. You know what I'm saying? ES and the ESPNW 100, top 100. So, you know what I'm saying? Players rank, you know what I'm saying, this high in whatever sport they're participating in. Just, yeah, just forgetting about the, going you know to the, saying, the, the, yes, the, the big universities. The and they, they're dropping down to these universities now where it's like the, the funds aren't there because in my opinion, the HBCUs are like, they're not funded the way that they should be. You know what I'm saying? So, you got you. You're gonna you're gonna go in there, and the training facilities ain't gonna be the same as a, a top university or, or or compared to any other you know big college. You know what I'm saying? So your trainers, everything is gonna be just a little lower lower tier there. But you know what I'm saying? If you get the players there with you, you guys can kind of change the culture just based on your talent and your work ethic alone. So I'm hoping that this makes a a, a difference and a change in like you know what I'm saying in the black community and our in our community. I mean, you would, you would hope, but I think college all together is about to be obsolete. <laughs> Truthfully, going to college right, is about to be dead. Because you think about it, especially the NBA, especially basketball. The NBA is creating mm-hmm. a G League that's welcoming high school players in. So that's like, why do I need to go to college for when mm-hmm. I'm about to be getting paid half a mil just to play, mm-hmm. develop with NBA players? Like, why would I need to go to college for when I'm developing with NBA coaches, NBA trainers? You know, I got the NBA looking right at me directly from teams. Like, why do I need to go there? When they pay me a half a million dollars, I'm getting sponsors. I'm already setting my family up for a better position. So, I think college is about to be done. True. Especially, they already got a team right now of young five-star prospects coming from high school and basketball. So, it's about to be... I think college is about to which which that. which is crazy to me that the fact that they even because I think what LeBron James was the last person to come straight out of high school correct if I'm not mistaken so they should have they should have just kept it that way that it was if they're gonna do it that route because basically what you're doing is you, you're saying hey we're not gonna we're not gonna just bring you out of high school to the pros anymore we guys to go to college you know to college you know what I'm saying I say it that way because they make it seem like oh we want you guys to go to college the, and- the smart route the safer route first. You know what I'm saying? To improve yourselves in, I guess, some type of way. I'm saying, we got a league into the NBA right out of high school. This is the reason why they're doing that. Because pretty much when they were going straight to the NBA, like you were getting a lot of busts. It was a few guys, few top guys to make Dwight Howard, J.R. Smith. And J.R. Smith is a suitable long-term NBA vet, but he was never a star type of guy. Imagine imagine if he had a year of being developed in the TV. Like to become a pro as an 18 year old kid, like imagine he had that time to grow. 
and that's what the okay. G League for. Like, like that's what the NBA is doing, giving them financial advice. Yeah, I, 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 I see where you come from. So, I see where you're coming from with that. How they're doing it, right? In college, they're yeah. College is not doing none of that. College is not helping, like, teach you about your finances and stuff. They got you taking classes that you don't even need, unless the like smart players. They're going there, like, yeah, I actually want to get taking my education seriously. But some players are going in. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, but look, I'm just an athlete. I'm here for okay. I'm here for okay. a couple months. And I'm uh, I think the reason why people are considered bust, you know what I'm saying? And, and the expectations on these players now coming from any any level to go into the pros is like sky high. Like for instance, right now you got a uh, Lonzo Ball when he came he came out of college though. You know he took the college route, but the expectations on him were so high that he never met those in my opinion. Even though I believe he's coming around right now. That's that's his dad. <laughs> All right. Me and me and Levar Ball. His dad like, put that on. If I ever had to know the dude, we would not get along because I would argue with this dude like all day, every day. But yes, I do believe majority of this is brought on by his father. But you, you did have a lot of NBA analysts and saying that he would do this. He 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 got this skill set. He should be able to do that. I think I think that's the thing people getting wrong. He live up to what the analysts are saying. He's gonna be a great passer. They said they didn't say he got to be coming. Oh, that was a nice play. But they didn't say he was gonna be coming to here a dominant scorer. They didn't say he was gonna be like the scorer. That no, they was gonna be like he's about to be a great passer. If Jason Kidd is player, and he's pretty much living up to that. He's getting, he's averaging a good amount of sets a game. You can see him on every highlight throwing the pass. You're not seeing him in playing defense, and that's a great thing. He's a way better Rajon Ooh, Rondo. That's a good comparison. That's who that's I can compare it to with the, with the intelligence that he played with, the pass. He's looking to pass first. He's not looking to score all the time. Like, on fast now, break, he'd be looking for somebody to get the ball. How do you feel, how do you like, feel about the fact that LeVar Ball, though, is so involved in his kid's life, which is a good thing. You know what I'm saying? That 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 aspect as being a father, I'm having that yeah, kind of faith, you know what I'm saying, and, and belief in your kids is... is is you know what I'm saying wonderful you know what I'm saying I praise that but the fact that he says some outrageous things and, and expect people to think like his kids is already you know superstars <laughs> is crazy because now he has Lamelo who just was drafted third overall by the Charlotte Hornets in this year's draft this kid didn't take the route of uh, coming out of you know high school I think he what he traveled a couple different places I think I think he did the I think he did the smart thing. He took his kid to Lithuania and pretty much, pretty much had him doing that. Then he tried to make his own league, had them playing that. Then he actually got back in high school. Okay. Then went. Was he being paid at all? Any of this? Because with, I'm, I'm looking at these I guys now, and I see they're getting like Lamborghinis and Ferraris for like birthday gifts and stuff. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, before you guys became household names and the, and the, you know, what I'm saying. Where you guys live, did, who brought this money in? I know it wasn't LeVar Ball. He, he okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Give me, yeah, give sir, me a yeah, little, give me yeah, a little sir. bit of rundown of LeVar Ball. Yeah, what kind LeVar of money is man bringing in? Like, I'm about to say LeVar, LeVar Ball played on the practice squad for the NFL team for a couple of years, and you know, mm-hmm. practice squad players actually make decent money. And then LeVar mm-hmm. Ball actually had his hand in a. Mm-hmm. Like his wife was a real estate woman, so he, that's money right there. And then he was also okay. involved in some other business ventures. And then he got tried it, to build it, his it. own brand with his kids. Since high school, he was building he was building that brand with his kids. And 
pretty much he was racking that in. He was racking that in. That Facebook TV show they had. The Big Baller. Everything. Like, they was racking it in. Once Lonzo got drafted, yeah, Big Baller brand. Once Lonzo got drafted, that's yeah. when everything went crazy. And that's when they, LeVar Ball wanted to be like, okay, I'm going to capitalize on my kids and I'm actually going to make a big brand for my kids and pretty much do all this. Like, LeVar Ball. Bruh, I seen the shoe. Ugly. Like, man, get them. Lonzo's was man, I don't care. The metal Look. shoes was hard. Until, 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 until boys get into like the league and, and actually turn up, turn up, man. That's it, it, look. <laughs> it I'm not, there's no knock on Shaq because Shaq is one of the greatest of all time. You know what I'm saying? It, it, like when Shaq came in the league, he was dominating from from day one, and and bro, until he retired, he was one of the the biggest threats to any team when he got on the floor because he would just dominate underneath the basket. But even with all his success, bro. Nobody's rocking shacks. You feel what I'm saying? Like no, nobody's putting on shacks. So if someone put on a pair of shacks of a of a Hall of Fame basketball player, there's no way I'm putting on a pair of big baller brand five hundred dollar sneakers for a player who who just known basically from but social think media. About, I they, say. think about the kids that they think about who they're selling to. Though. They're not selling the uh, grown up. That's just like they're selling like the hype beast. Like a bunch of kids that's hyped up into their family, like oh Melo Lonzo, oh look at them. True, true. Like, that's who they're selling to. So like, I mean they they're selling to their fan base, which their fan base is kids from where they're from. I have yet to see anybody with them on around the world. They're pretty much rich dad. I have yet to see anybody with them on. Huh? I give them. I think have them as like collectibles. Like rips, I don't think nobody's winning. Yeah, I don't even out. see like, why because gotta be like, what if case, these guys get in the NBA? Like it's a steady full career, but it's not Hall of Fame status. Now you got have a guy who just was an average basketball player his whole career. That's in there. I think it's stupid. They're always gonna have hype though. Like I feel I like it's stupid, bro. So, hype. but with that move though, with that move, that third overall draft pick by uh, by the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, if Michael Jordan's a terrible GM, I mean, he's a terrible. Matter of fact, he's not even the GM. He's the owner. He's a terrible owner. He needs to fire. You know what? You he know what, to, bro? He need to I got a, I got a crazy, <laughs> crazy, like thought process behind this whole thing right here. Right. All right. So, I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad. I'm glad you brought that, that up because we're gonna jump right to NBA free agency right now. And other things we all know and hear the James Harden like rumors of him wanting to get. One thing was, like, and this is before you, you just mentioned that, because I was still thinking that, you know, they was going to try to fight for that, even though the general yeah. manager over there was like, hey, you know what I'm saying? If, if you want out, we'll send you out, but we got to get back, like, so much, you know what I'm saying? And that's not something that someone was willing to do. Yeah, 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 yeah for Pretty much, yeah. But yeah, I, want to I was thinking, party. hey, if it wasn't going to be a long-term, like, I didn't think it was going to be a long-term, long-term deal, because... They had the weapons and the thing to, like, if they didn't no. get a chip within the first two years, bro, like, he was out. And even if they did get a chip within the first two years, he was out because he only went there for the chip. So if he got it, he was out. And if he didn't get it, he was out still. And my thing was the fact that the Charlotte Hornets drafted LaMelo Ball and then brought over uh, Gordon Hayward. I was saying that as a, a attractive place to go because now he can go over there be the same star he is, but now I feel like with the with the uh, the weapons of Gordon and Lamelo Ball, that he had a better chance, better than being in Houston, that he found as an attract attractive place to go play in Charlotte. 
the off the wall thought of that. Like, the reason why. I got you. See, me, I'll be I'm a Philadelphia. My thought process my off the wall thinking, which is not really off the wall, but I was thinking, hey, we got some picks that we can, we got some people we can get rid of that actually help them become a better team as well. And most likely they was going to try to do like a direct swap with like either. Or I, I don't need so the direct swap between the one seven guys. and James Harden is like fair. Like, I, I feel like Houston, I feel like Houston, no, I feel like Houston is losing in there. I do. Like James Harden is, is bro, one of the best all time scorers like in NBA history. Ben Simmons, he has what? He's 24. 31 is young. That's, that's still young. No, 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 no. That's the, that's the thing, though. You can build around a person that's 21 that like to share the ball instead of a person that's, especially the way the NBA is going right now, they're trying to get like a pace and space thing going. And pretty much, James Harden is not a pace killer. He's going to be a pace killer. But, it, but he scores. Ball. But he scores. He's gonna do he definitely he's scores. Do. And if you decide to pass it, yeah, he's uh, he's scored, but one man can't you know what? That's a that's the argument. I have seen some people do it. I seen Kobe Bryant put up eighty one points in a game at fifteen. And uh, hey, did you not watch that game or see or <laughs> yeah. see any highlights of that game? I mean, he actually did it. So, I, don't think I heard. I heard. Himself, that, but, but, I mean, uh, I'm not saying Ben Simmons is not a great player. I'm just saying he's not James Harden. Like I don't think they. I don't. I don't well, think not, you can put them on the same platform. Team all probably scored what less than twenty points, less than thirty points. So I mean, he pretty much beat him by himself. I mean, Kobe. <laughs> yeah, for sure. He's not doing. He's R.I.P. Kobe, but he's no, he no, he wasn't no. Doing but Kobe, but Kobe in that two thousand five, two thousand six season, and I just spoke on this. <laughs> scored like he was, bro. For the season, he averaged thirty five point four points a game. And then the following year, he backed that up with thirty one point six points a game, and it was like. Yeah, that's Kobe, bro. This was his league at this time, and I believe he should have won multiple MVPs. But I, I, you know what? I think he won MVP. When I seen when that stat, okay. when I seen that I stat, I was like, "Yo, that's crazy." He got robbed by Steve Nash because Steve Nash was doing something that people weren't used to, besides Pistol Pete. So he got robbed by him. But other than that, I think Kobe was a great player. I think Kobe, like, think about the greats, though. Think about the people you consider greats. I'm pretty sure Michael Jordan should have way more MVPs than he have. I'm thinking LeBron James uh-huh. definitely should have way more MVPs than he has. Like all the people, yeah. all the people you consider but, great should have way more awards than they have. But just to keep the league like decided, they gotta switch up. Like I'm pretty sure James Harden should have won the MVP, well, multiple MVPs, because he putting up the yeah, most points anybody like, ever seen. Because like, on. the NBA has changed. <laughs> like so much right now I believe like it's there's so many stars now like back when like Jordan was playing like it was but it not it even that like sometimes like you probably had some team that just had one you know what I'm saying and like nowadays like, yeah, nice. you do have a couple teams nowadays that don't have a star or something like that but it's just stars all over bro like you can't like we can say oh James Harden should have probably won multiple MVPs but shoot then same years those are years Clay Clay multiple MVPs. KD could have won multiple. You know what I'm saying? It's just so many people now you can say could have been this or could do that. So everywhere you look now, it's like it's crazy. That vote for these awards pretty much they go for storylines a lot of times. So think about like when the year ref won. Yeah, James Harden was pretty much going balling out of control. Triple double same like Russ. 
team was more successful in everything except the fact that Russ stayed in OKC. It was like, okay, he stayed, he was loyal, and he had that whole storyline. So, yeah. So that's why Russ won that year. And pretty much think about Giannis this year over LeBron. It was like, yeah, LeBron turned it on at the end of the season. Like, LeBron should have really won MVP when Giannis went out. Like, come on, LeBron was doing it consistently, and he was the number one seed in the West when people saying he couldn't do it in the West. But the story of Giannis just being pretty much so, that free so Giannis, guy, like yeah, they gave it to Giannis, Giannis right now. The storyline. Giannis right now. I think the uh, I don't believe he signed yet. So, yeah, Giannis would have been a restricted free agent next. Yeah, next year. But this year, okay, he's still okay. Have because I'm, I'm hearing that he, he didn't sign that max deal yet. But you got teams who are uh, signing, like yeah, like oh, I'm gonna snatch him up. You know what I'm saying? Line, <laughs> getting line, him, like, one of those teams. Bam. I don't think. I think he's a real loyal guy. You no, know, he's smart, and he's still keeping it. Giving keeps keeping that option of saying like, hey, I maybe can pretty much still be flexible. And maybe sign Giannis again for a big deal. Like they're they're doing smart. The Heat smart. The Heat. Pat Riley is a great, great GM and a great owner. Like that man is so good at his job. Like I respect him. I respect the heck out of him. But yeah, it's it's crazy. I think it's going to be Giannis going. Well, to if you, if you see his character, on. then maybe I have to see it too. I, I haven't really watched too much of Giannis, but yeah. So, and free agency still, because we, you know, I mean, we spoke a lot about the NBA just for these last few moments, but we didn't get into the, the signings. I think when I look back at it, the Los Angeles Lakers, bro, with Le, like LeBron's a player, bro, but he's really like the, the GM as well. Like I don't think people had like him be like, yo, do this, do that, be like. But honestly, <laughs> though, bro, for them to bring over uh, Harold, uh, Dontrez Harold from Montrez, excuse the bet, bro. He's so smart for that. Yeah, he brought it. Seeing Montrez is a problem. So he was like, okay, let me scoop him up just because. Get him from the Clippers. Get him away from, get him away from Kawhi, and, and let's see what we can do. Because that I think that's like the smartest thing ever. I, I applaud LeBron for that. And plus, I gotta give I gotta give that agent, the owner. I mean, not the owner, the GM turn from agent guy. I gotta give him a hand clap too because he's. Okay, he's so because he, he know the players. He was uh, an agent. I don't know the name of the. I don't know the name. I have to look that up. Now. Yeah, but I would definitely have to look that up. But sticking with the Lakers, though, the fact that they they got Montrezl Harrell and he won the six man. They brought in uh, Schroeder. Oh, excuse me, uh, Schroeder from OKC, who was the runner up for uh, the six man of the year. And I thought that was huge because Rondo, he can definitely score. Schroeder's he can definitely player. score. That's what Schroeder does. But he's still going to, he's going to be, he's definitely going to be a liability on defense. That's why I think they're trying to get, trying to surround him with Wes Matthews and pretty much Trez, the good it, defensive it, player. Is Mark like, Gasol he's, just he's a, a, couple, a couple years removed defense. from being uh, a, a great route most great players do which has become a coach like become an assistant or somebody just on the bench to help like young guys develop <laughs> I don't think he need to play anymore I think he can be a nice player coach no like, just cause not nah, think about his last stop his last stop was with the Bucks and they had him like pretty much mentoring off the bench <laughs> so yeah I'll definitely I, I never look at it that way maybe maybe that is 
Okay. One of the decons is his IQ and defensive presence. Like that's what he, he that's what he's bringing to the table. Cause his scoring, I mean, he's a body, big body, intelligent, so he can score just off intelligence alone. But he's not lighting it up like how he used to be in when he was with the Grizz. He was he's not lighting it up like that. His first year in Toronto, he's not doing that no more. But I, I've been I was hearing his brother actually here. making a pitch to come to LA as well, which would have been crazy because have both Gasol brothers, you know what I'm saying, play together. And I know how much it would mean for Paul to be back on the Lakers, considering the fact that he was part of some of those uh, championship teams with Kobe Bryant. And uh, to be back over there, to be able to probably push for another chip this following this upcoming season uh, with James. Uh, mm. One of the great scorers in, in our in time, but the fact that he didn't decide to go to a team where he could probably chase a ring was, was kind of puzzling to me. What What do you think about that, bro? But I just was looking. I, I was just looking at it from a, a, a perspective. Especially hey, you know the the Lakers won the chip last year. Uh, Kobe Bryant passed away. One of his great friend, good friends. He was part of some, like I said, part of some of those winning uh, Lakers teams with Kobe. And to come back, you know, what I'm saying to be on a team that can possibly compete for a championship. Maybe he felt something. <laughs> Something there, like, hey, I should go do this. But, bro, how Carmelo Anthony, and, and and I know I know you was Carmelo Anthony fan before. I'm not sure if you still, you know, still a fan of him or not. But the Blazers got in last year at the eighth, the eighth seed, and I'm hearing some things that it was probably like one of the best eighth eighth seeds to ever get in the uh, playoffs. But I don't see Portland being a threat next year. Going in, going in, I, I really don't. But the fact that he decided to sign back with them instead of going somewhere like LA, you know, to maybe be a role player or someone like the Clippers who, who you know, who is in contention for uh, the Trailblazers being the AFC. Trailblazers didn't have their full roster last year. That's what, one reason why they weren't AFC. If the Trailblazers came in with all their guys healthy, Trailblazers places would have probably been in the same position okay. it was the year before, which is like a fifth seed. <laughs> pretty much a good top five seed. So I'm pretty sure they're going to be way better this year than last year in the, in the West. Because think about it, it's really not a lot of teams in the West. But Carmelo, the reason why Carmelo went back there, Carmelo spoke about it a lot pretty much in his recent interviews. Loyalty, just like, yeah. <laughs> they was the only person that gave him a chance when everybody else was sleeping on him. And he was like, he had something to prove. And then Dame was the only guy, like, really publicly vouching for him, like, to get him on the team. And Dame been trying for years to just yeah, yeah. being like, man, Portland, I ain't checking for Portland. <laughs> but now he's like, okay, yeah, Portland is what he needed. Like, he really needed to be in Portland. Like, no, it's not. That isolation sure. from, because that's not a big market team. He was, I mean, he only been the one big market team, which threw his whole career off. Because in Denver, Nice born star had a little bit of attitude problems, a little immature, but they got the <laughs> New York take over. Jeremy Lin tried to come in there, New York, and try to blow his spot up. And he was like, No, bro, I'm mellow, I'm me, like, it's my team. Like, so yeah, and then he was having problems with Phil, like, wearing the triangle. So it's like, like, tailing his career, but still, yeah, for, for a long time, yeah, for a long season. time, like, he was a bucket. And, and somebody who came in that through. same draft also decided not to join one of the powerhouse teams con uh, considering, you know, the LA Lakers and the Clippers. So, but Chris Paul, uh, he decided to go over to uh, the Suns and uh, signed there with uh, Devin Booker who was an up-and-coming star there. Uh, 
What do you, what do you think about that signing? Because he's like I said, he, him too, him too. He's also been in the league as long as uh, that was a, as long that as was uh, Carmelo, but he decided like Carmelo to not join forces with uh, LeBron and go for the chip. That was a trade. Yeah, that was a that was a yeah that was a trade that got him there. That was a trade that got him the out of OKC. Okay, so, okay, so it was a trade. Okay, much. I was I was unaware of that. I thought it was a a, uh, a, a free agency free agency signing. So, was there any free agency signings that, that actually like surprised you, bro, or or was there anything that stuck out? I think some is a lot of trades by teams that made them better. Oh, like, yeah. Do you know what the Marcus Cousins signing with the Rockets? Pretty much the Rockets getting Christian Woods, like solidifying their backcourt, because that was the big thing. I know, I remember they small ball. With no, <laughs> they were playing with no center, and Russ, Russ loved, Russ loved the pick and roll. Russ is not an isolation basketball player. He loves getting his buckets from the pick and roll. So now they having the big man in Demarcus Cousins who can scratch the floor, who can roll to the basket. Not the most athletic guy, but that was never his game. And having Christian Woods there at power forward, like that's a huge big up to the Rockets. That's why I think the Rockets not getting rid of those guys. But that's one I think is a huge upside. Bi getting a max contract from his office rookie deal, that's huge. Which I have another thing on that, like the Melo's next. I mean Lonzo's next. I wonder what the Pelicans are going to do if they're going to give him a big contract or they're <laughs> going to like let Lonzo go. You know, that's a, that's a that's an interesting future. That's an interesting future fact that for pretty much the pod. Just that would be a big move. To go where he wants. And then that will give you the idea of, like, maybe he go with his brother, LaMelo. And maybe they do. Maybe. The maybe. Maybe something might maybe be in the powerhouse. Maybe something might be in the Bruin there. Like, what? right? It's, it's a... It's a it's, <laughs> I'm going on there. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Know. The Hawks, for sure. But the Hawks is another team that I think got... Got they got Boban Bogdanovich. A lot of people know well NBA real NBA heads know about that guy. He's a good form player. He's a good average player from the Kings. Yep. Now he's moved to the Hawks well, along with yes. Danilo Gallinari, along with Rondo, so and Chris Dunn. They're they're real guard heavy. I don't know why they got two guards when they got Trey Young, but yeah. I guess Rondo's going to be like. That's what, that that's, that's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. Just help Trey Young on like facilitating, but but Trey Young, Trey Young's been the good passer. Like he always been known for his passing. That's why I'm like, you know what? It's probably weird. it's probably that, need to get that championship and Chris Dunn, The only reason like, I'm not speaking on that guard. because the Clippers actually were in were yeah, in a uh, conversation with actually getting Rondo, but. But I heard was that Atlanta, Atlanta offered at least about ten million dollars more than what LA did. LA did, and I'm thinking to myself, why would you offer somebody that much more money <laughs> just to bring them over when you had a car, like you said? So maybe it's something. Yeah, definitely, maybe something there. They probably trying to. I mean, Rondo. From the backup spot, that's when I seen. But then I looked and seen they got another guard and Chris Dunn. I was like, y'all gonna have a three guard roster? Like Chris Dunn. Not yeah, Rondo's not playing two for sure. Rondo's not definitely not going to the two. Trey Young can probably play. Chris Dunn can play off ball at the two, but he's more of an on ball guard, and plus he's terrible defensively. So I know they wouldn't do that. So yeah, I'm, I'm like the rock. They got a crazy roster thing going on right now. They're just bringing a lot of good talent in, but I don't know how it's all going to gel together. So 
I'm, I'm interested in seeing that. But another oh, big yeah. sign. You know, you know what, Serge? The Clippers getting Serge um, I was hearing some. I was hearing that Kawhi was, you know, pushing for that, obviously, because he and played with him in another. Toronto when they won a chip. Yeah. So, you know, and then you got the you got Lou over got, there, and, yeah. and Lou, I, I do, I do believe uh, Lou will like he told you there. But Kawhi will have somewhat some say so over there. You know what I'm saying? Like LeBron, when LeBron was with Lou, uh, I believe LeBron had some say when he was in Cleveland with Lou as well. So Kawhi probably pushing that. Hey, we need this guy here for this reason, that reason, and now he's over there. Kawhi be more of a vocal guy, like push more of that vocalness out of Kawhi. Because Kawhi, you know, a lot of the big push on Kawhi last year was Paul George was not a very vocal guy. And Kawhi, you everyone knows Kawhi is not a vocal guy at all. So they're like, okay, so I'm like some player to step up and be a vocal guy. Besides Patrick Beverly. Besides Patrick Beverly, they're like, who is Patrick Beverly? He's just a defensive player. He's not giving us nothing on offense. So you know what? I hate that. I hate that. I, I, I'm, I'm hearing what you're saying, but now that you mention that, I hate it because guys like Pat Beverly and, and Lou Williams, and, and even though Lou Williams was like, yo, <laughs> what, what did he go? Magic City or something? He went somewhere. It's something crazy. He off the wall. Yeah, he off the wall with it, but those guys have to really, you know what I'm saying, grind hard. You know what I'm saying? Those type of guys that that don't come out of high school with like that uh, recognition or college have that recognition, they got to come from whatever they can, they came from and like grind like hard for this for their spot for their recognition for their spot on the on court. And then I was listening to Undisputed where Shannon made a good part. Uh, Shannon Sharp made a good uh, a good. T- Those guys they when you got guys like Kawhi and and Paul George who was taking time off low managing. It, it kind of, I, I think it kind of rubbed the team the wrong way. Like these guys come in here, they think they they this and they that, and like we out here, we working hard, and we, you know, what I'm saying, I don't, I don't think that Kawhi should have came at home because like LeBron, and even though LeBron's like a different type of player, LeBron kind of caters to his team to the point where he he. I, I'm not, I'm not even gonna let that go down. Like he, he'll do what it takes. Cause no. <laughs> This, this is how I feel about LeBron. This is how I feel about LeBron. Because everybody, everybody forget about the years when he was there with Lonzo. When he had young players on his team, that man called it quits for the rest of the year when they were in position to be a top five team. LeBron said, you know what? I'm done for the season. With the little injury that he had that he could have kept playing through, he called it quits. And I was like, okay, why? And then the next year, as you can see, he packed up every young player. Every young player for best. He only kept one young player, which is Cal Because he, he knew he couldn't do it with him. Like he, 25, you know what I'm saying? Like he knew in his third year. Come on. LeBron, LeBron James. LeBron James. Drinking wine. LeBron James. Like, come like, That's not for your team. That's pretty much being selfish. Like, I'm the king. I'm doing what I want. Y'all go have fun. I'm not even going to look at the game. I'm just going to sit over here and be me. It's, it's, it's so, selfish. It's definitely selfish. Now that you mention it, but because he was like the bro, following year, LeBron James. The following year, LeBron James won a chip. In Kawhi, at least Kawhi, at least Kawhi so, been there. The following year, LeBron James won a chip. So, what I'm saying is, Say it's selfish of him the way he did the first year, but he knew, he knew what it, he knew what it take. He knew 
like, it's right. selfish all, all that like, stuff like, all like even uh, even if uh, he knew the we don't work with this team he right here, we won't win a chip. Like when I was when I first got in the league at 18, the chosen one, and and I had Shaq, and and we was dominating in the regular season. We we couldn't finish. We couldn't finish, and the reason why we couldn't finish because I had a team like this one right here. So they got to get up out of here because I know what I need. That's that's what type of, that's my type of time LeBron must be was on. But I, that's the only way I can see. You know, what I'm saying why he wouldn't cater to his team because he is a really good team player he's a team he's no. a team sport and it's hard it's hard to agree with any ball bro LeVar Ball talking about oh LeBron ain't gonna never win a chip LeBron ain't gonna never win a chip oh Alonzo gonna make LeBron a better player LeBron won't win a chip without Alonzo and, and, and you gotta understand like LeBron James think tell me he was selling bro think about it if you're a think of okay say you was an Asian ball player what are you gonna tell? What are you gonna tell people about your play? Come on, now. you're the agent. Come you're selling. Come them. on, now. You ain't selling them. You ain't selling them. Trying to get contracts. Like that's, that's selling that them. That's selling them. Big baller brand, five hundred dollars sneakers, fam. Crazy. Not like that, man. You too far. He went overboard. Overboard. He went overboard. But at the same time, he was true. Cool. But uh, agent would do nah, for a little bit too much there. But, but still, at the same time, he was doing anything any agent would do for a player. Like that's that's that was his job to hype his son, get his son in the best position to get the most amount of everything. So yeah, to keep him on that because he didn't want to leave LA, he didn't want son to leave LA. So he was like, okay, yeah. And then once he found out he was leaving, and I, I, like, Yo, mm, that was going, a lie. But anyway, so. be <laughs> that's what he got to do. Passer, he got his shot right before. Before the bubble this year, Lonzo was playing way better than pretty much his first year. Bro, Lonzo improved okay. tremendously his second year in the league. Well, this year in the league, before the bubble. The bubble came, his shot was off, his passing was numbers went down. Like the bubble just messed that man up. Okay. But so before the bubble, he was playing incredible. Now that now that all that's you know transpired and today uh you know the 29th, bro, you know, I wanna say I didn't get to speak to you, but happy Thanksgiving that just passed. And and what did you do, bro? What did you do yes, for, for Thanksgiving? Spent some time with my mother, my sister, pretty much the regular family, everybody yeah. down here. And then I spent some time with my wife's family as well. So I pretty much had two Thanksgivings. <laughs> and I indulged in a little bit like the sip. when I got home because I know. Who? Like Who? I like to indulge in wine. My Thanksgiving, bro, I just kind of I spent time with the family. Obviously, you know, we family, but with you guys being states, states away, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't there with you guys. Yeah, I was yes, here with my wife's family and everything, but yeah. <laughs> everything yeah, went down, everything went good, but I believe what, what transpired last night in the ring should have probably transpired given and it would have made just that much it would have made Thanksgiving that much better but <laughs> let's speak on that and that's the fight first of all this is a shout out shout out hey, shout out shout out yeah, for, for real for real but yo shout out to that transition bro yeah, that it, it was it was so it was so entertaining <laughs> not to the fact that oh man like this this went down to the wire obviously everybody know what happened this was a under this was an undercard game to the to the main event, which was also <laughs> we gonna speak on that too. But that Nate Robinson and uh Jake Paul fight, 
what you thought about that fight and and, and what do you think about Nate Robinson like going forward right now? A lot of people's hating on Jake Paul saying, oh, he's a YouTuber, <laughs> he this and that. That man was training to be an amateur boxer. Like, he really wanted to be an amateur boxer. So, he's training. He took a little sparring matches. He took all the, like, matches in the gym. Like, he was fighting. Like, this dude was really training to fight, like, to become a boxer. So, y'all people, a lot of people hate him, but not. He's really doing that. That man took a broken nose, like, a couple weeks before the fight. Mm-hmm. Like, a couple weeks but leading into the last night. So yeah, that was that was crazy for him. And he was hesitant all that on that all night. And Nate must be knew it. That's why Nate that's the only reason why I can say Oh Nate man, it was crazy. At him like he was crazy. Like he was in the street fight. That's the only reason why I can say that's the only reason why I say Nate probably was going crazy like that because he knew his nose was like damaged already coming into the fight. So he was like, okay, let me just try to get a quick hit on the nose. Quick hit on the nose. But then <laughs> Every time he lunged in, he got clocked on the back of the head in the first round. Like I don't even I don't even know if he can mention down. rounds because right it was over up. in the was second like, round. Like the fight was yeah. over within like then, yeah, <laughs> like seven minutes. Over in the second <laughs> round. I'm not saying you can't I can just I can just mention the I just can mention this I just can mention the knockdowns pretty much. And then the end of the close to the end of the second, yeah. He mm-hmm. came in again, rushing him. Every time Nate got knocked down, he was rushing this guy. And guess what? Side slip, boom. You done. You down on the ground. Okay, you get right back up. Okay, guess what? You stand for a literally, <laughs> this man stands for probably eight seconds. Boom, hit the canvas again for the third time. He was out. Like, bro, uh, what are you uh, doing? Yeah. Is he like, really better than that, better though? Than I mean, that. you you better than that. You're really better than that. <laughs> like, no, yeah, yo, yo, he. I watched Nate all his little YouTube videos he dropped. It's like I seen you in the gym sparring. I seen you doing all that. You wasn't fighting like that when you were sparring. So what would make you get in the ring and go crazy and fight like you crazy? Like you was fighting like you was on the streets, bro. And that's the crazy thing about that. Like that had me like, bro, what you you paid people to train you, to spar you, to teach you how to fight, and then yet you're doing stuff yeah, that well, you didn't do in sparring sessions. Like you wasted your time, you wasted your money. Exactly. And then you was, that's then what I want to speak on because crazy. That's he what actually called dude out. He called called out saying he wanted to fight him and stuff like that, or they should, you know, they should hook up for this expedition match or whatever. And the fact that he kept mentioning, I'm an athlete, I'm an athletic. I, I, people got to realize just because you athlete and you're good at doing something, don't means you're good at doing the other thing. You know what I'm saying? So. He he came in at 100 and, oh, 181 pounds, I think six foot. And when I watched when I watched him in the match, I I could clearly see the reach, the reach that Jake Paul had on uh, Nate Robinson. So he kind of he kind of almost had to rush. But my thing is instead of instead of rushing, have Jake come to you because now now you got an advantage because when he opens up if you if you if you play good defense then you're able to counter that and inside or some body shots or something but i i just feel like it was more to me it reminded me back in school flat box when i used to slap box the, the, the little the little shorter guys like rushed you and they got up <laughs> you fast it was like oh dang this nigga. you know what i'm saying he up yeah. on me you can't get him off yeah it's totally he inside you you can't do nothing when he inside like that's how Mike Tyson fight being a shoulder fight. That's crazy. I boxed for a couple months and I looked at it from like when I was sparring and boxing. 
Once again, a couple True. months. I'm not trying to say I'm a professional, but I, I did it for a couple months until the shutdown came. So looking at it, I was like, bro, what are you doing? This man is literally trying to keep your way. I know you're a shorter guy, but don't come in so reckless how you was coming in. Set up a set up set up your jab. Set up set up something. He was not setting up nothing. He was just lunging in with a right. Like, bro, that's not smart. You're not gonna get nowhere with that. And then Jake Paul was just like, come For on. Real. I'ma slip this. I'ma show you, I'ma show you real boxing. I'ma slip what you're doing, and I'ma give you a right hook to the back of your head. And then the last punch was so clean. It yeah, he was asleep, right for sure. The side of the face by the ear. For sure, he was asleep. But bro, so think about it like this: even even if he wouldn't, have, like, even if asleep. he wouldn't have laid him out as early as he did, do you even think with the way that Nate Robinson was playing that he could even last that amount? Because bro, he literally, like you say, he was like literally like lunging at the dude, like. To me, I thought. To me, I thought he was trying to tackle him, bro. Like I was like, yo, I know you played football back in that's school, said, but bro, it was like he was trying to like go wrap him up and stuff. I'm like, bro, what's going on with him? <laughs> like he strayed away from all his boxing training. I'm telling you, he strayed away from everything. He got in there and he went for unclean, pretty much lunge jabs. He was lunging for his jab instead of finding his reach and pretty much creating his jab from his reach because he he didn't have the reach advantage so he know hey you gotta find a way to get inside that's what i was thinking i was thinking the body clean flush shot at least tack the body first stop going for the head mixed combination like come on man like set it up he yeah was i was thinking about, i was enough. thinking the body for sure like, he was but what, what messed me like, up though on, is that bro. he was in the fact that that's not that's not how do, how do you say i'm doing it for my for my brothers Somewhere, I, don't, I believe it's in the sport. I believe it's in it. I believe he was mentioning his brothers uh, that play sports and just doing it for like the the black the black men in general. Something I don't know what he was doing. He was doing something. Well, a lot of people came out like, bro, hey, bro, I was rocking with you, but you came out there and shamed everybody. I'm saying, like, bro, I'm thinking like, they was like, bro, they was like, culture, bro, bro. that was for the culture. Hey, my man knocked you down three times, bro, and y'all boys only made it to the second round. Crazy. Like, he popped up. He popped up and was like, "Oh, dang, he about to play. He laid, he laid, a, he laid me out right there. I gotta get back up and do something." And he didn't know what to do after that. He was confused. You got him wrong. Yeah, true, like, true, he, true. He elected. He he got too caught up in the moment. I can put it like that for for a better term. Like he been like, and I, the re- I'm surprised because like, yo, you played in high stakes playoff games. You had somebody score on you when you know you had you gotta to be, come keep back that composure. Like, okay, I'm gonna gotta, gotta make a good play. I'm not gonna be a stupid guy because Nate Robinson was a guy off the bench. Well, you gotta keep that. His you gotta have that composure. You gotta have so that mentality. Knows, you know what I'm saying? You, you're on the short leash. <laughs> so hey, uh, your IQ come in, and that's why I said. When I thought about it, I'm like, yo, I want Nick to win just because of the simple fact that he said he was doing it for the culture because Nate's an athlete. I grew up looking at Nate. I never watched Nate ball on YouTube. I just seen his first Yeah, I'm saying his, his brother's actually a boxer, fight. correct? But if I'm not mistaken. Him and his brother really do that, bro. They really do that. Okay. Another amateur fight like him, but at the same time. Yeah, they train. Like, they, they do that. Them boys train. They not it, it just seems really bad they, for them to yeah, have to say the YouTuber. Like, it's like, yeah, bro, you got to be by a YouTuber. You know. you know what I'm saying? Like somebody who ain't really nothing but somebody who sit behind a computer or something. That's what I really think that's why they get off. I think they get off on that. Like, bro, you calling me a yeah, YouTuber yeah. and I really be in here? Like, I get my, I got my nose broken. <laughs> 
Like, I can actually got, like, legit scars from sparring. Yeah, for real. And so so that was the undercard game for the the main main event, which I felt like it was funny because when I seen when I seen the rules to the match, bro, to the expedition match, uh, match between Virgil Jones Jr. and, and Mike Tyson, that it could like it couldn't be no knockouts, and it was no knockouts. Um, it, the first scratch would be no the end of the match, and I was looking at that. It's <laughs> like, like it was always, yeah, and I was, was like. Is this a boxing match or just like them boys? And, and, and then and then the match came on, and we we sitting there, we looking at it, and all I could see was Roy Jones Jr. In my opinion, in this match, because he 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 was setting up his he was trying to set up his jab to for uh for Mike Tyson to fall fall into the I think it was the left his left, but uh, the fact that he kept grabbing to get in the the straight jacket uh, move. Was like, bro, he don't got the stamina in this match to to be in here long. Like, he's doing that to to buy himself time to to take a breather because, bro, he kept doing it. He kept grabbing him, and Tyson finally, in my opinion, got a little a little too like set, upset where he started giving those body those body blows. And I'm like, Tyson dictated most of that because Tyson went for the body a mm-hmm. lot. And if you get hit in your body, like trust me, like once again, I ain't been doing this for a long time. I did it for a couple months. But taking a body shot and boxing, bro, from a dude that Mike Tyson loves fighting close. So all his powers are so, in so. close. He's not a range fighter. He's an in-close fighter. He likes to get in there. So he's hitting you. He's hitting you straight power jabs <laughs> to the to the rip. And he fast with it. Like Mike Tyson looked super fast, bro. To be, to be that old bro, Mike Tyson was throwing them things. And he just was right there. Bam, bam, body shot, body shot. And then he tried to hit. Roy Jones, what I give him credit for, his maneuvers was so sweet when he every time he go, he had given he was giving him the body, which was affecting him. But at the same time, when Mike Tyson came for the head, Roy Jones yeah, yeah. flipped a lot of those. Like boom, move. Like move. Like he was killing that. And I was like, I was like, bro, Roy is getting off with the Dodgers, bro. And he was known to be a defensive fighter, like in his days, but hands down, yeah, for, for, for them, to, was, for them both to be in that fifty, bro, like, bro, and, and for them great. to be legends, in, legends <laughs> in the boxing, great. you know, uh, legends in the boxing realm, because you could see how how those those two guys were once, you know, at the top of their game at one time. Yeah, yeah. Titans, like, 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 He's an enclosed counter hitter. You've seen Mike, his head face. I, I think, I think, I think he would have laid bro. out. Even no, at his age, his head face was legendary. <laughs> Either way. Okay. Roy, like I said, Roy's a good defensive, defensive maneuvering guy. I mean, because Andy, Andy was keeping his distance a good Yeah, bit. but Statham-wise, so he, he, he it was wearing on him, you know what I'm saying? And, and that's why I think like he would have got caught so, lacking that because 
he was weaving and stuff, but you gotta think, like, once you already up in that age, or that weaving and stuff, after a while, that little weave get a little slower. You know what I'm saying? That little reaction get a little slower. But that power, that power, and that statum of that, that Tyson <laughs> was showing was like, oh, he ain't slowing down. Like, for real, for real, if he if he keep it up a little longer than you will, you gonna get tired. He's gonna he gonna let you out. Cause I watched, I listened to Mike Tyson pretty much podcast the Hot Box, and he was saying how pretty much he changed his regular, like he stayed on the bike for like a like yeah, two hours. It went from an hour to two hours before he get off his bike, and then he'll go spar. Like Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson is the once he got dedicated because you gotta remember his trainer Gus Cuss bro that man had this dude on the strictest workout regimen ever and Mike loved it like he loved to get in there and he got older and he said once I got back in it I started loving sparring the age of 54 yeah it's so crazy that's the scariest part about it like this man said he started to love it even more so I'm like oh my goodness at the age yeah. of it's crazy. I'm like, yo, he will come uh-huh. home. And then now, Evander Holyfield saying, Mike, I want my rematch. Like, Evander, Joe Rogan podcast, and watch me reflect on Joe Rogan. God damn. Bro, this arm, this dude's arm still look like a young 25 year old Evander Holyfield. Yeah, that is crazy. Like, I have to check it out. I mean, maybe they can. Bro, like, he's still uh, looking the, 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 ru- the rules, so the rules. <laughs> The rules of the match make you think like, ah, uh, it's because I mean they they call it a draw, <laughs> but if you go by the you know they did a little scoring and I think the first judge gave both of them a sixty three if I'm not mistaken or a sixty six. So like every that might be a hard. I, you know I didn't I didn't I didn't see it in a while. You know what I'm saying? I have to you know, I have to Google him a little the bit. Still what he, you know what I'm saying? Don't punch with stones. Yeah. Like it, like it was like a real I'm knock you out for money type boxing match. Like it was, it was, it was decent. I guess it was a decent fight, bro. I'm, I'm gonna give it a good fight. Yeah. Just to see both of them back in there, the way and they were prime, the best. Yeah. Yo, imagine them two fighting in their prime. I didn't know. Bro, I didn't know. Roy, yeah. Different titles. I didn't know yeah. Roy Jones like held so many like championship like belts. I didn't know he. I didn't know this guy was like that. I didn't know Roy was like that. I knew Roy was like a showboating guy. Like, he would do the little footwork, the little shimmies and all that crap. But I didn't know he was like, actually, For sure. like, so, yeah, like but that, bro. Like, I knew he was good. I just didn't know he was like that guy. Like, really that guy. Both of those fights were both entertaining. Like even though, like I said, it wasn't like, like um, what I'm learning about you know, the fight of the year type time or, or some uh, May Pac- Pacquiao uh, uh, Floyd Mayweather type fights. It was entertaining. And that's why I just believe instead of them being yesterday, they should have been on Thursday. It would have been great to sit down and, and, you know, with the family and just watch those things and have that transpire when you can kind of discuss that with the people who's watching the fights with you as a family. That would have been really good. But nonetheless, it both was, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, both entertaining. And I, yeah, I enjoyed it. This is something good to talk about. Super entertaining. I, I wish the one fight would have went better. I wish that, that's the really first fight, right? <laughs> At least last a little longer. Like, come on. But like, I wish that fight. I don't even want. I don't even. Yeah, like they don't even matter no more. Yeah, they don't even matter. That got a glimpse on me, but I don't even care about the slam dunk contest no more. But I'm just thinking. Oh, about social media right now. It, it's about this man getting knocked out and talking all that noise. Like, bro, I'm, I'm gonna have to subscribe to it. I gotta follow that. I gotta see what's going on. I'm gonna subscribe to that man. Rematch or something. Uh, I, 
you know what? You can't stop. You can't stop after something like that. You can't. I ain't gonna lie. You got you got either get a rematch or, or pick on somebody you know you're gonna win just to try to build something. You know what I'm saying? TKO. But, on, it was just a that, that, bro. You can't tell. That's one. It's 2020. And you know all, the, all these epic things TK, that's going on in 2020. TK, that's like, a big L for me. Nobody. That's something. That, that's something. That's something that's not gonna be forgotten in 2020 as well. Like. So yeah, and then the crazy thing there was on the undercard yeah. with everybody's gonna remember it, bro. Jones, so everybody's going. The old heads gonna remember it. The young heads gonna remember it. Like everybody's gonna remember. He man knocked you like, out, bro. Oh, and you bro. fell straight like, to your uh, face, like, bro. Like, fight. This man knocked you out, bro. Yeah, he was sweet. I feel sorry for. I feel sorry for that man. I want to say. I do, Everybody who really tuned into this episode, man, we appreciate y'all. It's all love and blessings. I want you guys to, you know what I'm saying, keep rocking with us as we grow as a brand. Me and my bro and my co-host, Fight a Kill. Uh, obviously, we got big things in store for you guys. Uh, this this, this pod this pod is also going to be more uh, about everything, you know what I'm saying? We're going to speak on sports yes, a lot, but, you know, go check out my bro, uh, his podcast, Fourth uh, Caliber. Uh, they speak on a lot of different general things over that way. So just as they speak on it over there, we're gonna do the same thing here. Obviously, more sport, sports involved here. Yes, but sir. Yes, sir. we appreciate you guys, like I say, for rocking with us. And we're gonna tune out for the for today. And uh, we're gonna catch you guys next week with some more hot topics um, and what's been going on in sports. But also, I think we're gonna come at you guys up with a little bit of a background of, of who we are as as people and what we're trying to push. Uh, you know what I'm saying on my side and on my side I just like to be motivation and inspirational to you know what I'm saying everyone people so and always believe you're great even before anybody else believes it